This podcast is brought to you by MVR Painting. MVR Painting is a Newcastle-based company with a passion for painting for well and truly over 10 years. They are a small crew making a big difference. If you want the brush with the best, make sure to contact MVR Painting. You can find their pages on Facebook or Instagram under MVR Painting or email them at mark at mvrpainting.com.au. Cheers, peeps. On this episode of the podcast, the true definition of turning your life around full circle, owning the wreckage of your past and and using it to fuel your future. A shift worker and a professional boxer, Mr. Kane O'Mealy. Let's go. Let's get ready to rumble. Today is your day. Allow me to introduce myself. Top Deck. Top Deck. Top Deck. The Top Deck Podcast. I'll leave your brain stimulated. Shays, fuck my heart's beating fast again. You know, it's that time of the week. Nervous. What's happening, brother? Oh, heart rate's going through the roof. I don't know why. Eh? I should be experienced by now, but um, it's adrenaline. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah exciting. Cool. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, it's not bad. We um, yeah, we just filtered that out to a website called Fiverr, eh? And yeah, man, within cool. what do you do? Yeah, what do you do? Two two takes, and yeah, it was two good takes, to go. Pretty much. So no. it all and all ended up turning around pretty quick after we wanted. We sort of knew where we wanted to go with it, and then. Josh is always, I always tell him, I said, he's the brains and I'm the looks of the, yeah, of the combination. No, <laughs> <laughs> definitely, thanks, man. <laughs> no, it's true. Oh, yeah, I'm more on the computer tech side of it. So. Yeah, behind us. you got a head for radio, that's for sure. <laughs> there you go, mate. All right, we're not, <laughs> we're not going to YouTube. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. No. So, yeah, no, it, um, yeah, it all clicked together pretty quick, eh, for us, man. Like, yeah, no, it was good. Yeah, I think we brought the mics and then we brought the roadcaster and then and then we got a sniff of the logo for the um, <laughs> for the podcast app and as soon as we got a sniff of that it was like all right let's go bang 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 yeah paint the wall get the intro music let's rock and roll yeah so. from when you got the mics and that to paint the wall how long was that because i followed oh uh, obviously on facebook week stuff. and a half yeah pretty oh, yeah. much but <laughs> he's pretty relaxed once i've got a fucking thing in my head I want to. I want it done now. I yeah. want it done now. So we got the wall painted the day we recorded our first one. I think <laughs> we, we so moved in high from the Yeah, I painted the table. I painted the legs of the table. I painted everything else, yeah. and, I, like, and then we moved not the ceiling. But. We moved the table up here, and it was still wet. He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking like, let's go, let's go. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so. just a fucking passion. I couldn't wait to get it started. Mm, so yeah, it was good. Yeah. But right. I do need that. I do need that sort of side of him to, to come out, Abe, eh, because I am pretty pretty relaxed and chilled so yeah. someone said to us today one of our good mates said you know you balance just balance each other out like just two like pretty much different like um mind frames when it comes to things so i think that's good we don't really yeah. cross oh, too, much. too much we end up just bouncing off each other and it's worked so far so yeah it's good. definitely like he'll text me like we'll do this we'll drop it we'll <laughs> drop it drop it and then like i'll just have to do like a real long spill in the text hey this is why we're doing it like this in case this happens because of this you know right, right. Two, three. yeah covid 2020 you know <laughs> Fuck that. So. let's just do it yeah, yeah. yeah. on that let- as well yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> On that, let's get into it a little bit. Um, tell us a bit about yourself. Where are you from? Central Coast? Yeah, so originally Central Coast. Um, I grew up on the Central Coast most of my life. Moved away from my mum for a little bit to Wollongong. Yeah. Ended up coming back down to the Central Coast to live with my old man. And yeah. Um, yeah, started working. I was like, I left school early, like year nine. Yeah. Started working when I was like 14. Yeah, okay. I haven't stopped working pretty yeah. much. Yeah, nice. Always lived on the coast or like did you... Oh, Move like, back and forth Yeah With work Because I was working For my old man yep. Family business Yeah It was like um, Living all over Australia Pretty much Yeah okay um, But I grew up For me younger years On the coast Yeah okay I was about 14 And then we just worked Everywhere Staying wherever We were working and then How was you as a kid? Prick A little prick <laughs> No I was, good, I was a good kid Just like my old man <laughs> <laughs> No it was good man. I had a little bit Of a rough upbringing With my parents Splitting up and stuff like that um, Yeah it was a bit tough for me and my brother. Like me and my brother are really close now. And um well, when they split up and we moved away, I didn't even speak to my brother for like two years as a part of that part of my life there. I can't even remember like Yeah, right. Yeah, my brother will tell me times that this happened, I'm like, What are you talking about? I literally can't remember it. Yeah, well. But um for me to move back to my old man, I actually had to run away when I was just started year seven. Because she was saying that the courts and stuff wouldn't let me see him or talk to him and everything like that. It was all a lie. Yeah. But um yeah, for me to be able to see him and live with him I had to end up running away, so yeah, well, I think that's what um, 
I can relate to with you. Like I know a little bit about your story, and um, I can relate to it. Like I haven't, I've never met my dad, and like my mum and dad split like when I was at a young age, and yep. um, it was sort of the same situation as that. And I know it affected me as a child growing up. I was a bit of a prick as well yeah. when it come to that. And I think um, I mean Josh talked about it earlier. Like I think when you come from a, like a split family, I don't know. It just seems that you lose your way a little bit before you come back. Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, I, I, th- I think, but that was when I, so when I was like running off the rails, when I was a kid, yeah. was um, when I was with my mum more so. And then when I moved with my dad, I was, I was all good luck because mentally I was happy and that's where I wanted to be. Yeah. And my father would never stop me from seeing my mum. Like he wanted me, he'd encourage me to go see her where mm-hmm. my mum was the opposite. And there was times where like, they would tell me he didn't love me and yeah, like, right. really drum that Just sort that of trauma, yeah, like, trauma, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't do it to no one. Yeah, that's right. But um, yeah. So, like, what what age were you when your mum and dad split? I was in year five. So how okay. old I would have been there? Yeah, yeah, I couldn't right. tell you, man. I'm not that smart. No, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not sure. All right. Um, so, what, did you play much sports growing up? Like, what? How um, did you sort of um? Were, were you an angry kid or? Yeah. When I, so when I was with me, mum, I was I was like. I'd go to school and just not talk to no one. I'd literally be by myself. Yeah, right. Um, and then in year seven, when it started, um, there were some bullies and shit like that that would come to me. And I'd never had a fight or anything at this stage, so I didn't know what to do. And then the first time I got into a fight, I beat this guy up and I was like, oh, that's, that was fucking easy. And this guy was huge compared to me. And then, um, so then I started really rebelling and then getting into fights at school all the time and trying to get kicked out of school so I could go back to my dad and use that as an excuse to go back to my dad or my mum would hopefully get sick of me and just send me back there. Um, so I left, got expelled from one school, went to another one and and because I was in Wollongong, there's heaps of wogs and stuff like that and I was like one of the only Aussie kids there. And yeah. um, So walking home from school one day and a heap of, uh, heap of wogs ganged up on me but I beat them all still and I was like, shit, I can actually fight. And when I ended up running away from me, mum, that was it, I didn't fight no more. Um, so you acting out was sort of the way to oh was you sure. trying to get your own way really yeah yeah sort mm. of thing I'll try to get away from your mum mm. do you do you, do you reckon that was the same with you Mark um, I didn't I don't think I didn't fight as much I acted out to try I, I grew up in an indigenous community yep. and I acted out to try to feel a part of yeah okay so it was like similar but different like you know obviously I, I didn't act out to fight but I just wanted to feel a part of because. I didn't, you know, I, I'm not close with any of my family, haven't been pretty much my whole life, so I just want to, you know, as a kid, all you want is that fucking family vibe or you, you just want to fit in or you just want to feel a part of. Yeah, and I think that's what, what I did. So it was similar, but, um, yeah, but not at the same time as well. Yep. Talking about that, like, family vibe and that, like, that's something, like, I, I don't know, I'm not really into now, eh? Like, it's... I didn't have it too much as a kid and now like, you know, like in my previous relationship, their family was very tight-knit and everything and that was just too much for me, eh? Like I just couldn't handle that sort of stuff. Like everyone knowing your business and being involved in it and there's sort of not, it's not the space that I sort of like, eh? Yeah. I just can't handle that. Yeah, I understand. I'm, my family, well, my immediate family, so me, my brother, my dad, are like really close. Like we tell every, like each other everything, like it's just how we are. Yep. And, um, I enjoy that. I think that's really good for me. I understand how it doesn't work for other people. Yeah, yeah. I, I um like just seeing your and your brother's um, relationship. Like I really envy that stuff. I have a brother. I'm not very close with him. Haven't been all my life. Yeah. Did for a little while, but it wasn't based around a true brother relationship. It was always based around business or other stuff. You know what I mean? And um. I always envy that and, like, obviously I've come in to be a part of your family and, like, I love your family system. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, it's you are close but, you know, you aren't in each, in each other's, other's pockets yeah. and I, I think that's what I look for and, and love when I do, you know, become part of. I'm like, oh, this is what I've been – I realise now coming out the other side and doing all my adversities that, oh, this is what I've been looking for my whole life. Yeah. Just a bit of comfort around people that I can relate to and, and all that stuff. And, you know, it's fucking yeah, you, hard to find. Yeah, you can be yourself around them. That's you know, right. You don't, you're not getting, There's no judgment. Know, yeah, you're not getting judged or anything yeah. like that. I said to uh, Chloe the other day, we ran into Troy, and um, when we left, I ended up – he was on a date, might I add, but um, <laughs> <laughs> we ran into him and I said to Chloe, that's the first time I've met him. And she goes, bullshit. I said, like oh, – 
Really? I, I went to I went to his fight, like oh. Australian title, but that's not really meeting him. Like, obviously, you just won the Australian title. You don't want to go, oh, how are you? You know what I mean? But that was the first time I officially met him. And she, she was fucking spinning out. And I said, but it feels like I've known all your family for years. Yeah. But I've only met you, hardly even met some of them, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when we were about to have the first family big barbecue, it was um, like COVID stuff hit. So I haven't really – was, I was spinning out and Chloe was just tripping. I was like, that was the first time I officially actually met him. Yeah, right. <laughs> Who was he on a date with? Um, one of my old apprentices, actually. Get yeah. out. <laughs> That's a small so, world, man. I'm not going to um, drop any names, but, yeah, good on him. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Caught out, is he? What's going on? Yeah, what's, what's the giggles? On, yeah. <laughs> He had a girl over at my place the other night. And I was like, what? there was a cl- there was clapping going on in the room. <laughs> like he, I, was like, what? I walked into his room with after. I said, what's going on? What's that clapping? He's clapping. He's watching the footy or something. Sharing the voice on. <laughs> oh, shout out to him. Oh, it didn't go very long. That it's going to be hard to get him on now. Hey. <laughs> Name dropped Troy O'Mealy. <laughs> <laughs> Name dropping. Oh, the brother love. Hey. Yeah. Oh, love it. Um, love so it. did you play sports growing up? Or? Yeah, I did. So when I was... So my brother ended up having to run away from my mum as well to get away. Um, and he did about the same time in his life what, what I did. So he waited about two years and then ran away in year seven as well. But when he did come back and before he came back, we were both playing footy yep. um, for North Lakes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You still um, you, you have a relationship with your mother now? or I tell you the truth, I haven't spoke to her for five plus years. Yeah, okay. I tried contacting her. Um, Tried contact, contacting her heaps as well. Yeah, um, so you put the effort in. Yeah, definitely, man. She just doesn't reply. Yeah. I yeah. think it's a part to do with her partner as well. He's a bit of a yep. Boot, so. Yep. Yeah, I had that part with my mother there for a while. You know, once I got sort of kicked out at 17, like my best mate lived literally next door to me and um, his mum, God bless her, she um she put me up and she, you know, five boys yeah, yeah in a, what was it, four-bedroom house and then still puts me up. And, um, yeah, like for literally maybe a good solid 12, 14 months there, like wouldn't even look at my mum, communicate to my mum. Like, yeah. yeah, it was a pretty bad relationship. Felt a bit betrayed or? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like um, we t- sort of touched on that in the first episode. Like I, um, yeah, I think like her choosing like, you know, her new partner over over me sort of felt, yeah, it was a bit betrayed. But, yeah. um, you know, that's just being young and dumb, isn't it really? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but obviously, you know, and then you just got to work towards you know, repairing that relationship in the long run. So, yeah. and I've still got a long way to go. Hopefully, yeah. she listens to this. I've probably <laughs> expressed myself more in these podcasts about our relationship than I have to herself. Yeah. So, yeah. It is hard to express your feelings sometimes, but it's good to. Yeah. Like, you know, like I was just talking about, I don't have that sort of relationship, you know, with my mama where I can just go out and talk about it, you know, where my dad, I'd only see him in holidays and. And, you know, I could tell him what I did, you know, like when I was 18, 19, what I was doing drug-wise, what I was doing in my life, you know, where I couldn't have that conversation with my mum. So yeah. I felt judged every time I'd tell yeah. her instead of just listening with open ears and maybe offering advice. It was just I felt judgment. Sorry, mum. <laughs> <laughs> so what about your dad? Like have you always had that strong bond with him or was it like, um, like you said, was it a little bit broken growing up because of the a bit of a wedge between you because of the – Break up or? I've always been closer with my dad. Yep. So always been closer with my dad than most other people in my life. And even though that we moved away for that time and a couple of years, I was still always really cl- close, tight with him. Yep. Um, so when we come back, it was really good. But, and like him, me getting me into boxing and stuff like that, that was another bonding part for me and him and working with him every day. That was another thing. So we're always together. Yeah. What, at what age did you get into boxing? I think 18, man. I was always, like, hitting the pads and stuff like that at home, just mucking around. And I was street fighting heaps when I was younger and being a dickhead. Like, looking back on it, yeah, what what yeah, what's a bloke in my eyeball going around fighting bums on the street? It's not proving yourself to no one. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I was fighting heaps on the streets when I was younger, 17, 18. And then the old man goes, listen, if you think you can fight, why don't you throw the gloves on and actually fight? So, yeah, right, though, so we go into boxing and I think we, me and Troy trained for – Six months. This is when I was amateur, and Troy was amateur. Um, trained for six months, and then we started fighting. Within three months, we beat everyone in Australia. Um, I got the New South Wales title for my third fight, and the guy that I fought had like eighteen fights or something like that, and um, then had another few fights, and then we went to Thailand and fought over there for a while and Kings Cup and shit like that. And yeah. Do you feel that all that anger and resentment growing up fueled your 
to fight or do you think you were, it was just uh, like a talent that you always grew up to have or like was there some, always something behind it? Like, Do you mean street fighting or boxing? No, in boxing. Like, I think the boxing was more of a discipline thing but when I was street fighting it was like I wanted to I'd go out and someone would pick on one of my mates and I'd want to flog the guy that was doing it just to show at the time I thought it was because I cared about the guy but now I look back and realise it wasn't because of that it's because I wanted to fight mm. and I'm not, I wasn't fighting him to prove myself to him. I was just because I loved fighting and mm. it was good that dad didn't put me in the boxing because if I didn't mm. like, imagine where I'd be now yeah, yeah most definitely I, th- I feel like there's so much with kids and, and stuff that have trauma growing up that, that I see out there now like they've always got a way to ch- channel, like channel their energy yeah. and like you, how many how often do you you see stories on, on the internet or whatever of like boxers or cage fighters or whatever and their upbringing has been rough the, yeah, yeah, yeah rough and, and that's the way they channel it and they say if it wasn't for that sport or whatever sport they play that you know they would be either locked up or, or, or dead and like it's awesome when you do see people find that and turn their life around because it's like fuck they can do what they love to do and get their anger out, but in a positive, you know, what, yeah. somewhat positive way. No, for sure. Any any sort of form of martial arts is good. You know, they, they teach you that respectful side yeah, of it. Discipline, and, yeah, discipline, man. It's yeah, all about that discipline. It is, yeah, yeah. completely. So. And, and I see that, like, in you and your brother, like, now, what, especially, like, training-wise and stuff, like, even through that COVID thing, you know, I, I touched base with you and we sort of um, talked a little bit and just, like, the inspirational stuff that you were doing through that, just to, like, just, you know, turning up every day and stuff yeah. like that. You can see you have that boxer mentality. Yeah. And um, that's something that I've always lacked because I've never had, like, a father figure in my life the whole time I've grown up, uh, even till now, and I'm a, I'm a father, I think... I was listening to a pod, that pod, the audio book that yeah. you told me, a David Goggins one, and I think um, my governor is not set at 40. It's probably set at 20. So yeah. I'm, like, trying to train that through content and other people and the people that I hang around to try to turn that governor, you know, up a little bit and, and challenge myself. And, yeah, definitely. you got to take the hard road, man, every time. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, and I've taken it so so much as in, like, the choices in my life but when it comes to challenging myself and stuff that I'm good at I think everyone will go do this do this and I won't do it but then when I finally do do it when I'm ready I'm like fuck I should have done that ages ago and yeah. I've always been like that though yeah so how, how how do you wake up and challenge yourself now like after like all your boxing stuff how, how do you implement that into your life um so, like, I think you would have heard in that Can't Hurt Me book by David Goggins. He talks about uh, motivations and it being fake. Yeah. And it only lasts for a week or two or mm. people get motivated for a couple of days and all of a sudden they wake up in the morning and it's wet and they don't want to go out and run. Mm. I think discipline is the one for me. Like, if I tell myself at night I'm going to do something, I have to do it. So this morning, even like this morning, I woke up this morning, I was like, oh, I'll just go for a 5K run. I ran out past the tip and I was like, oh, I might run to this dirt road. It's about 13Ks. I didn't do that. I turned left instead and went past out past the zoo. So I ended up running 25 k's this morning in about an hour. Oh, 22 or 23 k's in about an hour and 40 minutes. And I got home. I was like, oh, it's pretty good. My dog ran with me. <laughs> It'll be one of the fittest dogs I know, I reckon. It's doing a 25k <laughs> run every, every day. day. Half marathon. <laughs> I'll run in the morning because like, I wake up for work some mornings at 3 o'clock to go for my big run in the morning or something. So I'll run early in the morning with him and then I'll come home and have my shower, get ready. Troy will wake up at 6. And then jump up and not know that I've taken rain for a run. And <laughs> Take run another 15 Ks. <laughs> do sprints with him. Yeah. He's got no nails left. He's <laughs> Put it in the grounds. Yeah, love it, love wins, it. Though. What sort of dog? He's a staffy man. <laughs> fucking yeah. hell. He loves it, bro. It's a lot of steps on that poor dog. Yeah. yeah. Hey, every time I see it, I'm like, fuck, it'll be one of the fittest dogs I've ever seen in my life, I reckon. Yeah, it So you just pretty much hold yourself accountable. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's it. And mm. like, look in the mirror. If, you, if you're going to tell yourself something... And you're going to take the easy road. Like I've done it before where I was, I was split up with my missus, my now partner, we've got back together. But I split up with her and I was going through a rough time because I did do the wrong thing within that relationship. I was treating her like shit because I was feeling depressed and I shouldn't mm. have been taking it on her. And when we were split, I was, I'll get up in the morning, I said, I'm going to have to start doing something because if I'm not, I'm in this bad mind state, mm. I need to do something. So I said, right, I'm going to get up, I'll just go for I was, I told myself the night before, I'm going to go for 20. I'll do a half marathon in the morning. And then that morning I wake up, I was like, I'll just run 5Ks, it's all right. I'll just, I'll just run the 5. It's all good. I ran out to the tip, which is about 
three Ks and I was running back. I was like, if I only run this five Ks, and I've told myself last night I was going to do a half marathon. If I do it, like, if I keep doing that shit, I'm never going to get out of the rut that I was in. Mm. And how can I expect any relationship that I'm in with even my friends or my partner or anything? Like, how can I expect them to work if I'm not going to push myself mm. or but be good to but better myself so mm. that I'm a better person to my friends? Yeah, yeah. 100%. I was running on the runner this morning on the assault runner at the gym. And oh, that's a good thing, eh? Hey? Uh, yeah, she's, she's fun, eh? Hey? And, um, <laughs> and Mark's come over, he's like, oh, I'll see you over at Merriweather and for a coffee. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, fuck, bro, I'm only two minutes in and I'm already <laughs> playing head games with myself, eh? Hey? Like, <laughs> yeah. so bad. Does, but, like, man. yeah, but I after like it. Running. I don't like getting up and going for a long run. I hate it. But. I don't mind it. Like, I, I'll only do, like, I'll only, like, do two 5k runs a week usually but yeah. I haven't ran since like the June long weekend yeah I, I like 5k 5k sprints and 3k sprints I love them oh, they're good they're, that's a right my alley mine are a jog yeah <laughs> fucking not a sprint but mine, yeah mine's endurance <laughs> <laughs> 3k endurance I got water at every k and everything does an, audi- an audio book in, in his 3k run 13 hour audio book yeah that's right uh, I, but like the Marathons and half marathons, I don't enjoy them, but mm-hmm. I know that they're good for me because when I'm running, it's no better. Like, you know, when you're running and you get in your own head mm. and you're just thinking and stuff like that. Yeah, it's meditation for yeah, me. Definitely. Like, I've had conversations like with um, one of the girls from work, you know, we're really good friends and, and we'll have a conversation and, you know, or a bit, of a, a bit of a spit and an argument. And then I'll go for a 5K run. Once I've cooled down and everything, I'll actually call her back because I've processed that whole conversation through <laughs> my head, give her the apology, and then, yeah. you know, because she's actually right, you know, it's just my ego and everything yeah. at first. And, and you got to squash your ego, bro. Yeah, man, and then after that run, you know, I've used that run to just meditate, process what I needed to process, yeah. and then come back in to that conversation from a different angle. Yeah, so, different perspective. Yeah, different. You know, it's definitely good for the head. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. So what about after that, them teenage years and you started getting into boxing, like what was life for you then? Like how, how, did, how did you plateau out for, you, for your early 20s and stuff? Like, Man, when I got into boxing, that was it. Like there was no drinking alcohol or anything. Like, but before that, when I was going out fighting and stuff, I was drinking every weekend. I was taking eckies every weekend. Like that was my thing. I'd just go out. I wasn't even drinking alcohol. Sorry, I'd go out and I'd get like a four-pack of mother and a 20-pack of eckies <laughs> and go to a party and eat five eckies and just – start drinking like energy drinks and just looking for a fight yeah, that's right. literally what I was doing every single week I'd get into a fight every single night of every weekend every weekend man no, no doubt every weekend and then when I when my old man pulled me in and said listen like, you've been a dickhead pull your head in let's get in the fight and I was like yeah right. and that was it I just cut it all completely off from when I was 18 till about 21 yeah okay um, and then I stopped boxing had kids and stuff like that and I, um, I thought you know, I started working a bit more. I started shied away from the fighting and stuff, and, I, and then I started running off the rails again, and going back into the shit that I was doing before—not so much ex, ecstasy, but different sorts of drugs and stuff like that. Um, was that and, the circle of friends you were hanging around? Yeah, or? definitely. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I, I think so. Like, um, and these friends were all me, half me relatives, and yep. stuff like that. And it's not their fault. It's still, it's mine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're all I'm accountable for our own yeah, actions, definitely. but I mean, you sort of are a product of your environment as well. You yeah, know, definitely. So. Yeah. Yeah, I can relate to that. Like I did the same thing, you know. I went down a pretty slippery slope with with drugs and stuff, and um, like it's exactly what you said. Like it's the people that you are around. But like I, I was playing the victim for ages, like for, with my upbringing and, and all that stuff. Like, was that ever a problem for you? Like, did you ever say, you know, oh, I've had a fucking tough start at life, like all this? And like, was that like a a way for you to justify what you're doing? Or yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think so, man. Like. I, I just and plus I was working because like when I stopped fighting I, even when I was fighting I was still working every day so when I was when I when I stopped fighting I was working every day and then on the weekends I'd just be like, like I've worked since I was 14 I had no nothing else I just work and then I'd go out some weekends and fight like I was saying but other than that I'd do nothing so I think that was and looking back on it it's I, at the time I wasn't thinking oh, I'll just rebel because of my upbringing mm. but now looking back on it I believe that I was I wasn't using my mum and dad's putting up as an excuse to go out and get written off, write myself off and fight people and shit like that. But looking back, that's what it was. That was subconsciously what I was doing. Yeah, yeah. most definitely. Yeah. So, um, like, did it sort of plateau out in your, like, mid-20s or did you get worse or...? Man, it, it plateaued out until about 24 and I started, like, doing some stupid shit, like, um, like selling drugs and fighting and 
doing sort of real stupid shit. Um, I don't want to get into that sort of shit too much, but like, I was doing real bad shit yeah. and um, treating the people around me wrong. And not, I lost contact with me. I didn't lose contact, but I like, sort of drifted away from me, dad and me, me brother and stuff like that. Still talking every day, but not as close as what we are now. And I had no discipline at all. All I was doing was going to work, getting on the drugs, selling drugs, coming home, doing the same thing every single day. And then, and then that's when it turned around. I think I was, what, 26? And yeah. Well, you know what happened at that pub? Yeah, well, that, that was my next question. Like in 2016, yeah. Do you, like... I think you said there, like you were, um, you were on parole. Yeah. And then um, you, you got into a brawl again, and then you ended up uh, back get, yeah back in jail. Yeah. So what um, happened? Um, I got into a fight at the Star City Casino, and I was dead sober. The security guard told us we had to leave and stuff, and he's been just being a fucking idiot, grabbing me and pushing me and stuff. I said, mate, listen, I'm leaving. Just leave me alone. Don't touch me. And he pushed me, and he goes, I'll touch you wherever I want. I said, mate, touch me again. I'm gonna knock you out. And it was in the middle of the Star. I've knocked this bloke out in the middle of the star. He hit me in the gut and I've just knocked him out in the middle of the star. And what ended up happening, I took it to court and the judge said, I can see you use self-defence, but what you used was unnecessary force. So I got good behaviour bond. And like a year later, I got into another fight and I got pulled up on it. So I broke my good behaviour bond and then I'd done a couple of months in jail. And I got out and that couple of months did nothing for me. Because I got out and I was just like, oh, who cares? Hanging same around, attitude? Yeah, hanging around the same Did people. you go straight back to you? Yeah, hanging yeah. around the same people, yeah, okay. drinking on cocaine, um, shit like that. And then we went out that night and um, one of my mates has been too rowdy. I was actually like in a different headspace that night. I was just chilling by myself, playing the pokies, having a few Jack Daniels and um, yeah, on cocaine. And, and then these four blokes approached me, cousin. I wanted to fight him and I, didn't, I was out of it. I was just pissed and I've turned around and gone, what the fuck's going on here? And they've advanced on us even more and I'm in the corner so I just started throwing punches. Um, and then we've, I tried to get everyone to leave and they didn't want to leave. They all went, because you know what blokes are like, half full of piss and drugs and shit like that. They just want to keep going after it started. Mm. I didn't. I was like, fuck, after I've done it, I've just gone, fuck, what do I do this for? Fuck, I'm on parole. I had 11 days of parole to go. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> for my uh, birthday as well. I was like, <clears throat> oh, yeah, like a couple of weeks before my birthday. Oh, what have I done, man? I was like, fuck, and I was just sticking up for dickheads as well. Like, at the end of the day, like, He's just been a dickhead. Your cousin, he's just been a dickhead. That's Do you think no that's where you've come unstuck? Like I say, a little pattern. Like, is it because you are that person that will just jump in? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Has, have you come unstuck pretty much the yeah. whole way through because of that? Or? Definitely. And people do come to me because I can fight. Yeah. And they know that. So, like, if someone, I see it like a lot that people do that sort of thing more so when they're around me mm. because they know that I am that sort of person. I'll be like, no, it is. Yeah, their no confidence yeah. gets boosted because yeah. of your. Yeah, you're hanging around them. Now yeah. I'm the opposite, yeah. completely opposite now. Like, yeah, so that brawl um, ended after a while. I ended up leaving because no one else wanted to leave. I said, fuck you, I'm going. And I jumped in the car um, with Chloe and a few other girls that were there and went went home. All the boys got arrested, locked up that night. I didn't. And then, um, yeah, I ended up going away for work and then the cobbler started calling me saying they're after me for a warrant and blah 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 grievous bodily harm charges and stuff like that done a couple of years jail and over that couple of years really it was really good for me man like, I think if I didn't do that couple of years I wouldn't be in the position I'm in today yeah and I guess that's what I wanted to touch on next like I think it can go I've had mates that come out and go back and do the same thing or and I've had seen people that come out and and turn their life around and I think you're you're like what I said in the intro that you're a living proof that you come out and you change your life around like yeah. so how like what was how has that all come about like you know because it can go either way yeah I'll definitely so there's a few times in jail I wake up in the morning and look out be standing there for muster or in the afternoon getting locked in myself you'd be out for six hours get locked in yourself for the next 18 hours of the day and I'll sit there and go, fuck, you know, it feels like I've been here for the last 10 years. Mm. Like, and I've only been there for a year or a year and a half at the time. You're right. I'm like, fuck. Oh, I can't keep doing this shit, man. Like, fuck, I've got kids outside, I've got my family and stuff like that, you've got to be there for me. My brother turned professional while I was in jail. Mm. Like, he'd only been amateur while I was out and then he's turned professional. I missed out on eight of his fights or something while I was in jail. I was like, fuck, man, how can I do that to my family? And myself. Mm. Like, so when I got out, I was like, when I was in, I was thinking, fuck, if I keep hanging around these people and um, doing these things and making these choices, 
And how can I expect anything to change? Mm. How can you keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result? Insanity, you know? isn't it? Yeah, yeah li- literally. Mm. So when I got out, I just made that made that mental change in my head. Right, that's it. No more. Yeah, you got to. You really got to. Like <clears throat> something I heard the other day is that then the, the day, like even these people that are addicted to drugs, you know that that say I want to help myself and you know I need to go into rehab but they'll they'll tell it people just so they can get that feedback and and feel good. yeah and feel good but you know they really need to sit down in front of a mirror look at themselves and, and tell themselves like you know no one's coming to help me you no. know what I mean like if you're not going to put that effort in them steps in you're just going around that roundabout man yeah, continually going yourself, around yeah how can you expect anyone to help you no no one's coming to save no. you people will be there to support you yeah. but <clears throat> it's up to you i think as humans we want that instant gratification yeah. And, and that's what it is. Like we just, you know, it's like anything. You just want that instant gratification. You put a post up, you just want someone to like it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like people as humans, we just want that instant gratification. And that's why when, like for me, I was like, yeah, no, I'm going to go to rehab. No, I, d- I lost my daughter. Yeah, no, I'll fix myself. I'll fix myself for two weeks and then I'll be fucking straight back down doing the same shit because I got gratification. That, oh, no, yeah, you can see your daughter again. And then I fucked it again. It's like you said, that insanity, doing the same thing, expecting a different result. And, and it's not until you are ready to completely <clears throat> surrender. Yeah. Like you said, to your surroundings, to everything and change everything in your life. And it fucking starts with changing with you. With you. With yeah. you. Like, and not, that's what it did for me. Like, I had to turn around and go, okay, it's no one else's fault. No, it's... It's fucking my fault. It's accountability. Yeah, yeah that's you right. You take ownership of all your mistakes and say, right, just because you started that fight doesn't mean that I had to do anything. At the end yeah. of the day, it's still my fault. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I, like I, I did like like I, you know, I was like getting on benders and that every week, and like I wasn't like well, I would say to myself, I'm not addicted to drugs, but really that is some sort of form of addiction, you know. And it got to the point there where, like, yeah, I just sort of looked at myself and went, okay, you know, here's an opportunity to move into town, you know, away from where I'm living. And as soon as I did that, I just looked at myself and went, okay, you just need to cut ties, you know. Yeah. They might be your best mates and everything, but they're not going to stop doing what they're doing. And if you want to stop doing it, then you need to just cut ties with them and move on. Sure, you might see him every couple of years or whatnot, but yeah. you, you got to do it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's a shit decision, but at the end of the day, like it's it's a decision that's only going to improve your life. You better sit there and think to yourself: if your mates are the ones that are sitting there saying, "So, like your your example, Mark, that you lost your daughter and stuff like," that. and if your mates are sitting there telling you, "Oh, don't worry about it. Like we'll get on this weekend or something," mm. like that. it's all it's all good, bro. Like mm. you're doing heaps good, but you're on the drugs. Mm. Are they your mates? No. no. But when you're so dark in in them dark times and in your head so badly, like you don't see that, you don't no. look at it like that. No, you, know? you don't. No, you no. think they got your back. Yeah, you, you think they're your mates. Yeah, yeah, but then you know that's you, what it is when when you're in that circle. It's like, what can I get out of you, and what can you get out of me? And it's yeah. just that tit for tat shit, mm-hmm. you know. And it's not until you get a bit of clarity and you look back and go, "Fuck me." Yeah, well, like you're not doing each other any favors. No. no. Like, no. we're, we're going out for dinner now, you know, once every, you know, month or so, but obviously not with COVID, but, you know, and um, and we're just having conversations and talking, you know, and then there's like, oh, I haven't touched a beer in three months. One of the other boys, I haven't touched yeah, a beer yeah, in yeah. six months, you know. It's like, fuck, how good's that? Yeah. You know, like, you know, and, you, and you're like praising them, you know, like, it's fucking good, man. Yeah. It's good to hear. And then you hear how strong mentally they are now and how, how they're thinking clearer and all this, you know, and, yeah. and everything's just rolling off, just giving up that shit, man. Yeah, that's right. So... Yeah, it's good. Alcohol and nicotine are the two worst drugs in the world. Yeah, I agree. Illegal. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> why they are. Is it? Yeah. Like I said, it's their instant gratification for people. Like they can go to the shop, they can get a six pack, and go fuck yeah, and, and feel instant instantly away from themselves. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, Medicaid. yeah, that's right. <laughs> Fucking, it's, in, it's insane. It is definitely. So, where did you on that topic? Like when you got out of jail, did you um, did you like completely? like wipe the circle that you had or what I've done is when I was in jail I said to myself when I got went into jail I think I was what 70 78 kilos or something I got out at 92 yeah right so I put on heaps of weight I was training but not cardiovascular training yeah. so when I got out I said to my brother and my old man and I said when I get out I'm going to start boxing again I'm going to start fighting again like, that's what I need to do to get my head clear um, I'm not going to go out I'm not going to hang around them people or anything like that like, don't get me wrong, if I say I'll shake their hands and everything like that. I'm not going to have no hate on them because of what happened. It's not, my, it's not their fault. Um, so that's what I've done. I got out, started training again. Well, I lost 14.8 kilos or something in six weeks. 
got down to a pretty good weight. Um, and then just went from there. I was only working at the bowling club a couple of hours a day and training two or three times a day, every single day. And th- what that done was put me in a clearer mental state so I could make the right decisions yeah. and then make them decisions for that part of my life and be okay with all the mistakes and everything that I've done in my past. And say, well, if I go back to doing anything like that again, this is where I'm going to end up. Yeah. So I can't do that. Being aware. Yeah. Being aware. Do you feel like having that much time, nearly a couple of years to yourself and having that much time to think, do, do you think that that's what made you come out and be selfish when you get out? Like, you know, to say, all right, it's about Kane now. Yeah. It's yeah, not definitely. about everyone else and I'm not going to help everyone else. Like, do you think that's your well, mentality when you got out? Or? Well, you've got to think, like, if you don't help yourself, mm. how can you help others? Yeah, how can you help others? If you're yeah. not 100% yourself and being good with you how you are, you can't give anyone else advice or try to help anyone else either. Um, and in saying that, like, them two years I've done, I was not guilty the whole time. I tried pleading guilty to what I'd done at the pub. The police didn't accept it. I went to trial and beat the, tr- beat the charges they were trying to get me for. So I come out not guilty. I pled guilty to a couple of common assaults and, and stuff like that. So I've done a lot longer than what I, what I should have done. But... I think that I needed that time at that stage of my life because if I didn't have it, I wouldn't be, like I said, where I am now. Yeah. So I think it's a good thing. Yeah, everything happens for a reason, oh, like weirdly or not. Like, um, and like you said, you know, obviously you needed that time. If you got it earlier, you, it could have went either way. But I definitely praise you for, you know, where you are now to where you were. Yeah. Um, so what about, like, life now? Like, what are you um, – how, how's life now? You know what? What are you doing? What are you doing for a job? Like so, I was working at the club and just training. Yeah. Um, now I've I've picked up a job in the mines, which I was pretty stoked about. I've got a really good missus, a partner. Um, I'm the happiest I've ever been in any relationship I've ever been in. Uh, so I've been working at that mine for about 18 months now. Yeah. Just um, blast hole drilling. I've been directional drilling all my life. That's when I started working for me. I've been when I was real young, just doing that. Yeah. But I've gone into a different career in the mines. Um, blast hole drilling. Um, I've been training still every day not because yeah. of the COVID there's no fights in New South Wales and the, the look of this all this stuff that's going on down yeah. in Melbourne yeah that spike again oh, so it's badly. a bit scary yeah so um, hopefully I can get a fight soon but if not I'll just keep training man just keep training keep my mental mental health good that's sure. what I'm training for I'm not training for body injury <clears throat> or anything like that I'm only training for my mental yeah. mind state yeah. my body's just a bonus yeah that's right how, um, how are you how are you like keeping yourself motivated to train during COVID? Because, like, I mean, pre-COVID, you know, I loved it, loved cardiovascular training, loved it all, but, like, in this COVID, yeah, I've I've really fallen off. Eh? Yeah. I'm still doing it, and but, I mean, I'm a, I'm not fighting in my head as much, which yeah. is good. You know, I used to judge myself on what I was eating, whether I could just have one beer, you know, on a weekend or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I was really just battling internally, like, you know, because I was constantly training and, you know, it was like, oh, you're going you're gonna to eat this and ruin this sort of, you know, all your, all your hard work for the week and that. So, and now the COVID's come, hey, I'm just real relaxed in my head, real clean, you know, I'm, I can just... Do a do a you know a, a 5k run and then I'll be like you know I'm good or do 3k and walk the rest and I'm like yeah I know I'm good at the moment yeah yeah, yeah I just I don't have that fucking drive right now with COVID eh? Yeah, well when the COVID stuff happened because because of the mines nothing really changed for me I was going to work every day exactly the same I was coming home because I work 12 and a half hour days every day at the mine. I don't have time to go to the gym anyway. So yep. I was doing most of my training before the COVID happened out, out of home, doing okay. all my runs from home, doing all the bag work and meat work and everything like that at home with my brother and dad. So Routine-wise, it's still the same? It was exactly the same yep. for me. And I was really lucky in that sense because a lot of people do, were going to the gym for their exercise and needed to be able to go to the gym mm. to exercise. Mm. So I was lucky in that sense because I didn't have to go to the gym to actually be able to work out. I knew I could do most of my training that I could do at the gym at home. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I was pretty good. I was pretty lucky with that, I suppose. Yeah. Cold weather's fucking turning me off a wow. little. <laughs> She's yeah. fresh, man. That's just not bro. I'd wake up in the morning at yeah. 3 o'clock in the morning it's like minus 2, yeah. minus 3 degrees. Bugger so that. Running 15Ks in the morning, doing sprints and stuff, and your hands are literally frozen. Yeah. But, but, you know, half a K in, you're good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. So, um, like, we'll go back a bit there. So, like, it was interesting when you said, like, this is the healthiest your relationship's ever been and the happiest you've ever been. And it's something I've taken away from Mark in his relationship when he talks about it with with me is, like, he's, um, that, that you, you and your partner, Mark, is, is have that time where you communicate and be very open about everything. And um, 
which is inspiring to me and I think that builds on on such a strong relationship. Is that something you do? Or? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, me and Layla. Layla's my partner. Um, we're exactly like that. Like, I know her past. She knows mine. There's nothing mm. we hide mm. from each other. There's nothing to be ashamed of, but we can't change that. No. So yeah. well, I, I accept her for who she is and she ex- oh, I hope she accepts me for who I am. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> I think communication's massive. Yeah, like, definitely. When, when, when I first... <laughs> my first date with my partner... My cousin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 my favourite cousin of all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, um, I, yeah, you know, like obviously I'm in recovery and stuff and I, I like, for some people it might be confronting but I had to lay it all out there, you know, like because I'd rather it come from me and, and like you said, like she knows everything about my past and now and like, you know, I think, and that's what she said, like she could relate and, and, and the communication from the get-go has been... Like next to none, like you said, I, I'm in a relationship that I've never been in one like this before, because it's communication. You know Clear what I mean? Conscience yeah, and hundred, everything's, hundred. And everything's out in the air. Exactly yeah. right. And that was the downfall of my previous one. You know, like I was in a very dark place, and we just we didn't communicate, man. You know, and that was that was the full downfall of it. You know, where we should have. So yeah, yeah, definitely. It's hard. Like I think um, for males, it's even not oh. just not in relationship not just in relationships just in life in general like we're having this conversation at the beach today remember and it was like um ego fucking ego yeah, for males yeah. like it's like oh someone's going through a hard no he's not going through a hard time fuck do mate check in are yeah. you all right yeah i'm all right it's a natural instinct of a male <laughs> yeah no I'm, I'm all right how you really going yeah, yeah. do you know what i mean like yeah, it's a stigma that it is. Males have got this to not show no, any emotion. Yeah, man. They think, yeah, it's a sign of weakness if you show vulnerability and you're not doing too well, you know. And I do that at work, actually. I, a couple of boys are like, how are you going? They're like, yeah, good. And I'm like, okay, that's your default answer. Yeah. How are you going? Yeah, you how are like, yeah. Stop giving me that automated response. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, how yeah, are they, you going? That's what it is, eh, with males. Yeah. 100%, and I think man. For, like I was saying that, so when me and Layla first got together, that first bit I was treating her wrong because I was in a bad mind state with relationships because I only just got out of jail. Um, and it took us to break up for me to fully open up to her mm. and tell her about what I'd been through in my past with my parents breaking up and every, everything like that. She didn't have no clue about it, which was I was taking out on her mm. subconsciously. Like, not meaning to, but that's what I was doing. Expecting her to understand. Yeah. And, and how can I expect her to understand when she doesn't even know what yeah, happened? Correct. And that's what, like, one thing that just triggered me then when we talked about that is... What I, what I liked about you, even over the... You know how social media can be negative, it can be positive. And I, I do recall, like, through the COVID thing, you, you were having a rough fucking little run there. And you, you went up and on your story and just said, you know, I'm going for a run because I'm fucking struggling. Yeah. And yeah. I think I sent you a message and fucking yeah, did, we, yeah. we talked back and forth and I'm like, fuck, that's what more... I'll get goosebumps as we talk about it, But that's what more people need to do yeah, is get vulnerable. Own, exactly. Yeah. That's okay to have fucking be going through your shit. 100%. You know, and, and you'd be surprised how many people actually reach out to you and go, oh, fuck, bro, you know, like I was going through this or I was going through this, you yeah, know what I mean? I had a fair few mates message me and say, like, fire, man, I can't believe you, like, you've got up there and actually said, like, this, you, know, you don't understand how I've been feeling lately, like, your kids have been taken away from me. I said, bro, it's not, just fucking call me. I don't yeah. care if it's three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And if you're feeling any way, I'd rather talk to you for yeah. hours, I don't care. That's if right, you yeah. feel like shit. Yeah, 100%. So there you go. So you've put up, like, a post that you're having a bad day and someone else has come back to you to check in on you, but he's having a fucking worse day and then you can then, yeah. then fall and let him him fall onto your shoulders, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the well, fucking power of vulnerability. <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But that's the problem with social media is that everyone just posts the fucking prime, you know, all the good yeah. times, man. No one's, no one's fucking posting that bowl of spaghetti got dropped on the floor <laughs> you know what I mean like everyone's just yeah it's all glam yeah, unfortunately right. yeah definitely which is um, you know like imagine these these young kids these teenagers who whose minds are still developing and they're growing up with that shit you know yeah, what I mean that's right. yeah, it's so. fucking all image for them growing up isn't it it is man, it is, man. and these filters and everything it's just <laughs> making it fucking worse man yeah especially yeah. having kids it's fucking scary <laughs> very scary yeah very scary yeah definitely fun though Oh. Yeah, very. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we might jump into free before you flee. So we've got free questions before you um, cruise and go on your dinner date. Yeah, put the pressure on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> first one is, when are you going to propose? No, nah, it's not really. <laughs> <laughs> put him on the spot. <laughs> oh, Get him. That's, that's not really. Bullshit. That's what Sydney's watching this. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it on the podcast. I was actually, um, we are looking at rings in that the other day. So. There you go. I went on there. 
Rosebud. There you go. Look at the smile come on the face. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> All right, that wasn't one, but yeah, it's good to get that out. Yeah, um, what motivates you to get up in the morning? Me. So, who I want to be and how, how I want to be able to treat the ones that I love, that's what motivates me. I want to, I want to be the best person I can be for the people that I love and my, and my kids and, and my family and stuff like that. Like, if, I, if I'm not the best I can be, then I shouldn't be around them. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be that, that shit person I used to be, man. I personally believe you are doing that, you know, like I have these conversations with your family and they, they say, you know, like, oh, you do, you know, Kane now compared to who Kane was and that's the same as me, like me now, Josh knows I've known him since 2012 to me before and I think everything, like I said, everything happens for a reason. We're both met on this path yeah, and definitely. I think that's why our friendship has just took off straight from the get-go. So yeah. I believe you are doing that, like, yeah, you know. Like every day, I believe. That's, yeah, I've got my partner to thank as well. Like she's there for me. Well, I mean, my dad and dad are close as well, and my partner, she helps me heaps with all that sort of shit as yeah. well. Talking to her, and she motivates me. Not motivates me, but encourages me to get up and do these things. I'll be like, hey, I'm going to do it. And she's like, yeah, buddy, go for it. She'll set an alarm on her phone as well and push me to get out of bed at 3 o'clock in the morning when it's minus 5. Yeah, that's good. That's what you want, you know. Yeah, that's right. You don't, you don't want the people Not, around you that are going to tell you it's okay to sleep in. Yeah, that's right. Or say, don't go. Yeah. Don't go. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It happened last week. Yeah. The alarm went off and um, I was like, oh, shit, I'm, I'm talking myself out of going to train in the morning, you know, it's like 20 past four and I just jump on Instagram and there's there's Mark's fucking Instagram story. No, uh, no, nah, nah, it was um, it was like a video post. I think it was like 3.40 or something. It was his story. I'm like, yeah, all right, I'm getting up. <laughs> yeah, I've got no excuses, man. You're feeling guilty. No, nah, I've had like an extra, what, 40 minutes sleep. I'm good. Let's go. Yeah, that's so. right. Yeah. Uh, right, next one. Um, what legacy do you want to be remembered for? Oh, that's a good one, hey? Um, that is a tough question, man. Probably would have rather answered that first one when he's proposing. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like you see, I want to be remembered for tackling everything head on, like running the ball up. Yeah. I like to be known for running the ball up, man. I won't shy away from any problem or situation or anything. Like I'm not scared of anything. Yeah, and, and like, I think for me, like it's like what I said in the um, intro is like you're fueling the wreckage of your past to build a better future. So. Yeah. You know, you're running the ball up indifferent now. You're like you're running the ball up yeah. As, yeah. A, as a fucking great person for yourself. Yeah. You're not running the ball adult. up for everyone else yeah. to try to be, oh, yeah, fucking and support everyone else. Yeah, so. give that fake image. Yeah, exactly not, right. Yeah. I, yeah, that's what I mean by running the ball up. I don't mean running the ball up as in fighting. Yeah, no. Nah. Nah. I mean running nah. the ball up for me. Yeah. So my family and my yeah. ones <laughs> I care about can benefit from me. Showing up every day. Yeah. Fuck yeah. All right, last but not least, uh, what's next for you, man? Ooh, um... I've got some big things coming in the future. Yeah. Um, hopefully get some um, new jobs and not new jobs, but hopefully I'll get a job coming up. You never know. There's been um, expression of interest forms out of the mine, so I'm hoping to get a permanent position through the mine because at the moment I'm a contractor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, other than that, hopefully another fight soon. Yeah. I was thinking about having an MMA fight. I'm not sure of it yet. Yeah, right. I heard it here first. How did that come about? I've always... Well, from street fighting and stuff when I was younger, I was, that's where I first started love fighting and that's what I love doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I reckon mixed martial arts would be a mad thing for me. I keep doing both because I like the discipline of boxing and yeah. I like boxing more all around than MMA. But I think it'd be a cool thing to take, yeah. take on. It's like, really become a bit more mainstream now too, it has, hasn't it? And I mean, especially during COVID, you know, I mean, it's really the only sport going at the yeah, moment. that horse racing, I'm not I'm too big for that. <laughs> no, no, no yeah, just a tad, so. I brought a couple of legends to Newcastle, actually, like Mark Hunt and yeah. um, Bam Bam were here, so. Well, Mark Hunt's training at Steel City there. Yeah, yeah. Rich, Rich Frog, is it Rich Fogarty? Yeah, Rich Fogarty, yeah. yeah he's Jim, yeah. That's Troy's uh, promoter's brother. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well, hopefully we can... Um, yeah, we're trying, trying to get him on, so because yeah, um, he's training from Paul Gallon's fight. Yeah, yeah. So Troy's just fight Paul Gallon. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, that's a massive weight difference. Yeah, yeah, huge. Fuck, yeah. There you go. <laughs> no, but if we get Mark in, I'm going to wear my Sharks jersey. Get him to sign it. Oh, I got a question for you, Mark. When yeah. are you going to propose to Chloe? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's yeah. it back under. In due time, mate. In yeah. due time. Yeah, nice, nice. Get the little one out of the way first. Yeah, definitely. 
So, no, yeah, oh, yeah, so, yeah, little boy. What's the names? If he's got names that they picked out? I spoke to uh, Chloe about one. She had in the works. Yeah, um, well, we had heaps of girl names picked out, but we didn't have many boys, but we actually like Rain. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's a good name. I like it. Yeah, so um, we, yeah, we had, like I said, we had three or four girls ones, but we both wanted a boy, so it was weird. But, um, yeah, nothing set in stone. Yeah. Chloe sort of changes her mind. Whenever she really wants to, so I'm just like in the background going, "Yeah, no worries, babe. Whatever you want." <laughs> yeah. Along for the ride. Along, Along for, for the, the ride. ride. So, yeah. how um, how do you how do you get your mind state ready to walk into the ring? Because um, I did um, like doing jujitsu. You know, I did a jujitsu comp, and um, man, I, like I don't overthink things before they happen. You know, like holidays or anything. Like I don't even let my mind go to that place. Otherwise, you get excited and nervous or whatever. You know, and and as soon as I walked into this jujitsu you know forum for the competition like fuck man like my nerves shaking <laughs> like so many toilet breaks you know just all those nervous wheeze you know well, i thought so up to about a week and a half out from the weigh-in i thought i was gonna be nervous because i was a little bit nervous I, was like, I haven't fought fight in eight years or something. yeah that's what i was gonna say I was like, like i was thinking i'm gonna be so nervous like, i'm gonna be and nathan had his first fight back like the time before i, I missed out because of her injury um and he said, he goes, I jumped in, I wasn't nervous until I got in the ring. And he goes, and I was just zapped. Like, I felt like I'd already fought 10 rounds. I said, oh, yeah, brother. And so I, he just had like an adrenaline dump. Yeah. And, yeah. and so when I went up there for the weigh-in, I weighed in and I was like, yeah, sweet, I felt good. Not nervous yet. Had something to eat. Come back for the fights. I was like, fifth fight up or something. I was like, eh. didn't get nervous. Walked out, jumped in the ring, not nervous. Finished with, like, and I didn't get nervous at all. I think it was because of what I'd been through mm. in jail and... Mm and doing these things and making the right decisions and how mentally fit I was, mm. um, that I wasn't nervous. But nerves aren't a bad thing, man. No. When I first started fighting, I used to love getting nervous because it was something I could turn into an energy. Yep. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And cool. I, when I messaged you the other day, you were saying about the podcast, fuck, I'm nervous. And I'm like, yeah. it couldn't be more nerve-wracking than going into a boxing fight. And you go, I don't get nervous. And I'm like, fuck. When you told me that, that's just reflected straight back to me first jujitsu comp, eh? and I was just like, fuck. But, but man, in like, saying that, when I first got, so when I got out of jail, I started training again. And my first spa, man, I was more nervous for that than when I when I jumped in the ring fight. And I had four or five fighters pull out for that fight that I had yeah. on the the week of, yeah, and right. then on the night we had two fighters pull out. So I didn't even know who I was fighting. Yeah, right. Right. But, Do you reckon it was the nerves? Was because you might have been rusty. And, yeah, that's you know, what it was, and, yeah, ring rust. That's yeah. all I wanted to get out of the way. I wasn't scared of losing or anything. I didn't care about losing or winning, man. Like, yeah. All I was getting there for was to better me. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Not to win or lose or anything like that. The well, bonus was to win, which yeah. I did. Yeah, oh, you always <laughs> want to win, but I mean, either way, you're coming out of it with a learning experience. Yeah. For sure. No, yeah, cool. Too easy, brother. Thanks for jumping on. Really appreciate no, it. Thanks you got a fucking mad English. story. No, yeah. loved it. Thank you. So it wasn't that up, was it? No, it's good. No. <laughs> Too easy, man. All right. All right done. Thank Thanks, guys. Peeps. Take it Bye easy. Later.